Hey, welcome to the College Student Success Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping college students with mental health issues set and achieve goals for themselves to get them where they want to be. I'm your host, Derek Malinzak, and this is episode 13 of the podcast. This podcast episode is called The Weekly Review Keep Those Balls Held High. And uh, the story that I'm going to talk about today is uh, just happened last year. And happened to be my first uh, celebration of Thanksgiving that I hosted as a family. So my wife and I have always had these issues every year since we've been together. We can't be the only ones uh, of where do you spend the holidays, right? If you have, you know, family on each side, you know, your family and your spouse's family or your significant others, it's like, all right, should we go to your parents' house or should we go to my parents', you know? I'm fortunate to have this, you know, a lot of families don't and they only, you know, end up with one. And we, I guess, have a bounty of riches in that we have multiple places we could spend, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, or the two big ones. So we tried to alleviate that concern last year. We're like, let's be smart about this. Let's just host Thanksgiving and make everyone come to us. Great idea, right? We'll save so much headache and it'll be great. So we told our families this, and I think we actually put this plan into motion a year prior. I think we announced it at, the, at Thanksgiving, you know, two years ago. And then a couple of times my mom was, you know, like, oh, about Thanksgiving. We're like, no, we're hosting it, remember? And we had to kind of, you know, remind them. And then we started to uh, get a little closer. And, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty good planner, so we did a few things. We had to buy a new dining room table because we, we had a really crappy one that wobbled and would not have been suitable for the amount of people that we were planning to have. Speaking of that, um, we, you know, have being our first Thanksgiving, uh, we are in a very generous spirit and said, you know, we want to have everybody because number one, a lot of people are going to have other commitments and won't be able to make it. And number two, you know, it was, it's Thanksgiving, you know, it's this idea that anyone that doesn't have a place should have a place at our table, right? So we made our guest list and we sent out or, you know, formally made the invitations and then started counting up the number of people that said, yeah, we'd love to come to your house, Derek. And, you know, it's going to be great. And we're like, holy shit, we have like 27 people that we are now responsible for serving dinner for. <laughs> And we looked at our house, which is a good size house in New Jersey. And we we're, were like, you know, we, we can feasibly do it, I think. But and we, we threw out so many things like, should we should we do a buffet? And then we're like, no, we can't do buffet because it's Thanksgiving. We should do sit down. You know, we have to say grace. Um, so we decided, OK, we're going to do sit down. And then, um, you know, how are we going to arrange enough tables to be able to like, you know, get everyone in one room? And we realized eventually we we could not do it. It was impossible. 27 people. I don't know how many people in this audience have those type of uh, crowds for Thanksgiving. I, I normally don't. Our Thanksgivings in my family, you know, when I would bring my wife out those years would be like, you know, 10 people, 12, 10 to 15, I'd say. Um, depending on who can make it year to year. So we had more than double that. And I've done some plan planning and, and some large gathering cooking events before, but never on this scale. So 
Um, so, you know, you do your typical, all right, I'm going to, you know, plan out the menu. And then we started thinking about how much food we would, how much food do you need for 27 people? And it's, it's an ungodly amount of food. So we, this is the illustration of my story. When you have a thing that anything to do, you know, whether it's to plan a meal or to start a company, there's always a certain number of things you have to be doing simultaneously. And unless you track those things and have some place to put them all, our brains aren't good enough to store all that information unless you're like a super superhuman. But if you think about a huge dinner, like you need to think about first, you know, as we had said earlier, who, how many people are coming? You know, you have to think about what time you want to have everyone eat. You know, we said, all right, you know, whatever, four o'clock is going to be dinner time. Then you need to think about your menu, everything you want to serve that day. And put it all down on a piece of paper and then think about how much you're going to need of each one. You know, for instance, turkeys. I think we had like three turkeys and a turkey breast. <laughs> and we had our oven going, but also my mother-in-law who lives in the same town was cooking some things and bringing them over. And we had a neighbor who lived across the street who we invited and said, hey, by the way, can we use your oven? And she said, sure, not only can you use our, our oven, my oven, uh, the person next door to me is away and I have the key to their house. I'm watching their house so you could use their oven too. So we had like three or four ovens going. Um, we ordered some food from Whole Foods and we're, we thought it would come hot and then realized late in the game that it wasn't going to come hot. So that's it was helpful. We had the extra oven space. Um, but you have to plan out how when each thing has to go in the oven, how long each going to take. And then if things, God forbid, are differing temperatures, you know, how are you going to navigate that? Do you going to put out something? You're going to cook, warm up something to keep it hot somehow else, you know, put it in a sterno or something mindless, not mind numbing amount of things to have to consider on top of like, you know, is the table set? Do we have enough dishes? Do we know so many things? So I, I use this, I use this example of, of it, my huge Thanksgiving dinner last year, 27 people, which I will say was a great fucking success. I mean, we killed it. Everything was pretty hot, but that's why you have gravy, right? As long as the gravy's hot, you put that shit on everything and it's like going to be delicious and everything relatively room temperature. But everybody decided to come. I don't know why we like thought, oh, these not everyone's going to respond. I mean, it was basically everyone from our family and their family and they would otherwise be spending the time together. So why not spend it with us? Oh, but it, we killed it, man. And I, we couldn't have done it without, you know, a lot of key people, you know, I'm not going to go into an award speech now, but it just goes to show the pride and how much, you know, blood, sweat and tears went into that meal only for people to eat it in like, what, 20 minutes, right? That's always the joke at our table every year. All right. So let's get back to what could benefit you. The weekly review. So I tell that story <laughs> doesn't really illustrate weekly review, but it, it illustrates keeping a number of balls in the air at the same time. Right. You got your cookie, your turkey cooking at one temperature and you got to check on it every so often to baste it. But you also got to be making the mashed potatoes. Right. And you got to time when the mashed potatoes start you're cooking them with when you're going to have everything done. And then you have somebody else in your ear being like, can I help? And you're like, oh, wait, yeah, let me get you to put you to work and you put them to work and then all of a sudden you forget oh my god my potatoes and you keep a lot of balls up in the air to make a great meal and you keep a lot of balls up in the air to 
<laughs> I can't believe I'm going to use this cheesy euphemism. Like, have a great life. Um, you have a lot of going on, right? I have my job I need to attend to. I have my personal life that I enjoy. Uh, I have my son's life to look out for. Like, I'm not going to go on and on. You get it. You have all of these balls in your life, too. Medical needs, leisure activities, uh, obligations to friends, commitments to school, work things. And then on top of that, I'm asking you to set a goal and achieve it and listen to this podcast, right? So it's like, how the hell do we fit all this shit in? And we talked back in episode seven uh, about the importance of having dedicated place to track your time and the tasks that you need to accomplish. That's like the basic necessity, right? To have one place, it's like, oh, I got to do this commitment. I'm going to write it here. Or I have this project I'm working on. The next couple of steps are this, this, and this. And I have that written here. And I'm really loose with whatever the hell you want to use, right? Some people use a planner. Some people love their phones and put everything in their phones and have a great app. Some people use OmniFocus. Other people create their own calendars. I use Passion Planner. Uh, The point in that episode was basically to find something that you like and fucking use it, right? Uh, It's got to be something that you trust. Today, we're going to be talking about setting aside that time once a week is best, I found, to review how you're spending your time and plan for the week ahead. That's really the key. I would almost venture to say that this isn't really negotiable if you're talking real success. Um, but I know better. I know somebody will reach out to me and be like, I don't do any weekly planning and I do just fine. It's like, okay, fine. So most people, I think this is calendaring taking to the next level. Some people get really good at entering things and, and keeping track of things, but they don't actually look back on it and they don't actually do any kind of formal like planning. And today I'm going to talk to you about things that you can do, actionable, real things. I'm going to talk about my system and the way I do weekly planning, Um, how I should do it, I should say. I am not as committed to this as I need to be. Uh, So I'm doing this partially as an accountability thing for myself to talk about how important it is to get myself into it. You know, there are weeks that I miss it, and I think it was the transition in my job responsibilities that had the major effect. Uh, finding that time again. So after kind of preparing for this episode, I think I'm, I'm recommitted now. So let's talk about how to do this. All right. Uh, so the first thing you want to do, you know, once you have that time and be like, oh, I have this time, let me do some weekly planning and weekly review, uh, is to look back on the things that you scheduled for yourself the week prior. So I know for a lot of students from talking to them, because uh, I would teach this, is Sundays would be that day. And I I think back to myself and I'm like, yeah, Sundays was it, right? You'd, you know, if you had school Friday, you'd you'd be out Friday afternoon. You were not fucking thinking about doing work, right? Friday night, unless you're really committed, um, most people are, you know, doing something that they enjoy. And a lot of us didn't enjoy uh, our assignments when we were in college and you might not enjoy it yourself. Saturday comes, you may have a plan. Maybe you do dedicate a lot of Saturday to studying. I know I would do do on some Saturdays, but Sunday was it, right? <clears throat> if you were not a church-going person, uh, like myself, uh, I'm not, and I would wake up Sunday morning, and one of the first things I would think about is like, oh, shit, I haven't really thought about work for school, uh, like homework, since, you know, Thursday night probably. <laughs> Uh, I got to get on that. 
So you wake up, right? And one of the first things I would do is sort of, you know, open up your planner. And sometimes that might require, if you haven't done this, you know, taking out your syllabi, all the syllabuses that for the courses that you're taking and sort of to see, okay, where am I at this week? All right, this is coming up due. I need to start working on that. Or this is due tomorrow because I have class on Monday. So this is the priority um, to kind of go through all of your courses like that. And that's essentially what I, you know, what I want you to do, but with your whole life, right? So this isn't something that's going to take just like a couple minutes and be like, all right, I'm done. Um, I, I typically do this, you know, it takes me 15 minutes on the short end, 30 minutes on the longer end when I incorporate other things in my life. Um, but you know, my to-do lists are, you know, span multiple roles, right? It's like, I don't have a parental to-do list and, a um, husband to do list, you know, and a, um, you know, work around the house to do list and uh, things to do at work to do list and uh, things that I want to do for my podcast to do list. Like I kind of have one place where I keep it all and I might have like subfolders, but it's all in one area. And I look at it all, um, all the time and, you know, insight in mind. We've mentioned that in the past. So you wake up Sunday, you want to look back on the things that you scheduled for the prior week. That's part of the, the weekly planning process too. You may not have gotten to everything. You know, you may have had things that ended up being canceled or that you just didn't get to. You, you planned or you didn't plan well, and now you, you still have to do those things. That's when the balls start to fall, right? You know, think of a juggler keeping a lot of balls in the air and they, you know, one ball starts kind of starts to work off, you know, move off to the side and you're focused on the balls right in front of you. You may not think, oh, quick, I got to reach out and grab that ball before it drops. And dropping is essentially the equivalent of it doesn't get put on the next week's to-do list or, you know, doesn't get moved in the calendar somewhere else. And, you know, that's, that is a recipe for disaster when it comes to school, right? It's like, oh, I meant to do this and then I forgot about it. I didn't put it somewhere else on my calendar because I, I, it went, it came and gone and didn't get attended to. And now I'm fucking stuck, right? So look back, make sure everything that you planned was attended to. And if not, move those things that weren't attended to, to a new spot where it makes sense. Put it up on your to-do list uh, or, you know, reschedule it, so to speak, into the future. Um, speaking of to-dos, look at that as well. You know, we talk about your calendar and your to-do list should be kind of hand-in-hand. So when you're doing your weekly review, you need both there. Or you need to be in front of your computer if you do it electronically. And sort of go through that and make sure everything that's crossed off should be. Um, you know, sometimes I find something like, oh, I, f- I forgot I did that. And that's always that always feels great, right? Um, not as fun is when you start to brainstorm new things that might come to mind that you need to put on the list, right? I, it's both a blessing and a curse when you're able to do this. Cause a lot of times when you're sitting in front of your to-do list thinking, I know there's other shit I got to put on here. I just can't think of it. You think about it, right? When you're driving, that's been happening to me a lot. I'm, I'm really thinking about going into like a voice dictation type of workflow portion of my day because I have so many of those things where I just want to like say it real quick not to forget it um, but the things that you do manage to write down and forget to cross off feel fucking great when you're like oh forgot did that cross it off 
and better than they feel when you're like, oh, shit, now there's six new things from this past week that I need to put on this list. Um, but the good thing is you put them on the list, so they'll at least stay in the air, so to speak. <laughs> they won't fall on the ground and have a sad juggler. Uh, so you're going to add in things also to your calendar for the month ahead, right? So especially if it's the beginning of the month or the end of the month, um, you're like essentially flipping. You know, if you think about uh, a weekly calendar, you sort of flip the calendar, a paper one, and it's like the next week. A lot of even electronic calendars, that's the default views, right? The week view. And then, you know, you wake up Sunday or in some cases Monday, however you have your calendar set up, and it's like, oh, it's a new week. Um, you have new things sometimes if you're a paper calendar that you need to write in um, if you didn't do it ahead of time. It's like, oh, that's right, this person's birthday, or ah, the rent is due this month. Um, so sometimes you have more of those things to do when it's a new month, like the rent, or it's like uh, when you're getting paid, you know, um, different things you might want to jot in there that are just like things to be aware of. If you are an electronic calendarer, you should be automating this shit. <laughs> That's why you have an electronic calendar, so you don't have to waste as much time as I do writing this stuff down every week. Um, so add everything in. Make sure you kind of got your calendar set up for the next week. Um, and look for patterns. You know, if you can, go back a couple of weeks. Go back a couple of months if you have that much data. See if you can detect things like when you're always busy. It's like, oh, shit, every Tuesday... I just get like uh, really stressed out because I have all this stuff that comes due at once. Well, having that knowledge is so helpful. So take advantage of it. Plan around that. Make sure it's like, all right, I maybe need to be starting on this a little earlier than I thought. I thought I had more time. But now when I look at my calendar, I realize there's a lot of shit that comes due. Or on a monthly basis, it's like, ah, that crunch at the beginning of the month or the end of the month when you have, say, a lot of paperwork come up due at once. Think about the school semester. Think about what when midterm time is and when final time is. Um, and this idea that you're going to be crunched in those times. And if you can foresee it, and the way you foresee it is just by looking at the calendar and, and kind of week to week being like, oh, look at that. Every Thursday, I really don't have a lot scheduled. Oh, man, what a wonderful benefit it is to know that. So take advantage of it and start to fill in things then on the on the light days it's like oh i can i can fit more in here and similarly on the really heavy days the really stressful days where you just can't um think about tr ways that you might be able to move around things you know you're not going to be able to move around classes but you might be able to move around some other commitments or adjust some things um as I had mentioned earlier, work, school, life, it all goes in the same place for me. Uh, I feel like it should all be in the same place and handled in a similar way because it all relates, right? If you got uh, a date and you realize, you know, it conflicts with work, um, it would be helpful to have all that in the same fucking place. <laughs> um, try to find a start. Once you've done this once, and I said, like, Sunday morning, Sundays sometime, I wouldn't even say mornings, or I think a common time for a lot of students, um, try and schedule it. You know, put it in your calendar, weekly review, uh, and then try and stick to it. This could be a new ritual, you know, as we were talking about rituals uh, a few episodes ago. If you 
are able to kind of start this as a weekly ritual. I did mine Fridays. Um, that was really helpful to me because I often had to plan for Monday. So on Friday, it would be like, especially if when I was like doing the study, uh, the research study that I've talked about, um, I would be like scheduling meetings with participants and I would need meeting space. So I couldn't just walk into some of those places on Monday. I had to call, you know, at least a day in advance to be like, hey, I need to schedule space. So figure out when works for you. Sundays may not work for you. Um, if you work Sundays, it's like, oh, and you normally are working a lot on your schoolwork on Saturdays or maybe on Mondays because you have a light day. Um, you know, think about how that how that works in. If you are already dedicating, you know, a certain number of hours to studying um, on a particular day and now you want to add this, you know, think factor in 30 minutes extra now that you may not be doing something that you had been doing. Um, last thing is what to do with a task that lingers, right? So it's on my task list or it's on my calendar and then it gets moved for whatever reason and then it gets moved again and then it gets moved again or like because I use a paper, you know, I just kind of track everything on um, paper like as, as a to-do list, sort of like my immediate next, you know, couple of weeks things. I have more longer term things in electronically stored. Um, but sometimes I'll notice it's like, oh, I've been I've written now four to-do lists in the last four weeks and this task has sat there. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> So what I've determined is there's two big reasons why that happens. One is often fear-based. It's like, I just, maybe you don't fear, it's just aversion, right? I just don't want to do it. It's like, so, and it's usually a low priority, you don't want to do it, right? Because if it's a high priority, you don't want to do it, and you, you haven't done it in four weeks, there has been a consequence to that, right? If it was something like my boss needed, um, so these are usually low priority things. Um, so I do want to be clear on that. Uh, and then clarity is the second thing. If it's something that um, I'm not, it's not something I'm really necessarily afraid of doing or, you know, I don't mind doing it. It just might be unclear. And I've had a lot of times where I've have written something on my to-do list and it stayed on there for a few weeks. And then when I really start looking at it, it's like, you know why this has stayed on here is because I don't really know how... I don't really know what the step looks like. And it usually turns out there's a step before the step that I can't work around, and that's why it sat there. So look at that task a little closer. Be like, am I struggling to do this because I'm afraid to or don't want to do it for some reason? It's going to make me feel uncomfortable in some way. Or is it unclear to me in some way? I'm just not exactly sure how to tackle this. And in that case, look at it a little deeper in terms of what's the real true next actionable step. And that's often your solution. It's like, ah, oh, I really need to talk to this person to get clarity on this thing because he's the only person that's going to help me. And the task then becomes not doing the task, but following up with a person for clarity on how to do the task. And then it's like, all right, that's where you put that on your to-do list or schedule that into your calendar. You do that, and all of a sudden, now the, class is, the task is clear, and you can actually take care of it. Um, so that is it for this week on the weekly review. I hope you guys uh, got some good value out of this. did want to mention one uh, thing in relation to my last episode, episode 12, 
Um, after I recorded it, I still need to learn editing, and I'm going to be learning it very shortly. If you've noticed, these episodes, uh, these podcasts are sort of one take. Uh, I sometimes will redo them if I don't really like them, but I don't like splice out anything. Uh, I just do one take because I am um, woefully uneducated. But um, out of necessity, I'm going to be uh, learning a little basic editing shortly because I will have an, my first interview uh, coming up for you guys in a uh, short while. Uh, that interview is scheduled to happen over the weekend, so it will probably be released uh, one of the episodes next week. Um, I wanted to clarify for the disability office process. Um, I feel like I never said what the last thing that happened. So went through the steps of how to register with disability services, you know, go to the office, get the form, get it filled out by your doctor that says you have a diagnosis, so return it to them, make your rec- make your requests from the disability office. You know, I want uh, time and a half or I want to be able to use a tape recorder or you know, whatever it might be. And then they'll consider that and approve it or deny it. Now, the part I forgot to mention, which I think is really important, is what happens after that. So you're approved. Great. You'll get a letter, um, most likely. You'll be approved. And then sometimes they'll send the letter or sometimes they'll give the letter to you to send to the professor, give to the professor that says, you know, so-and-so is registered with the disability office. They're entitled to dis- uh, accommodation A, B, and C. So sometimes people are afraid of what's going to be on that letter that you have to give your professor or that the disability office is going to send them directly. Um, So it will say that you're registered with the disability office, but it will not say what you're registered for. Um, So essentially they'll know, all right, this person has some kind of disability, but they don't know if it's a mental health disability or a physical disability or a learning disability. It could be anything. So I did want to... um, just clarify that for people that were worried that the the professor would actually be told, oh, this person's registered because they have depression. Uh, that will not be disclosed to the professor. And it is uh, a federally protected right. So should not be happening. Any questions about, uh, you know, disability services or accommodations? Uh, I, I'm actually going to be having uh, another interview. Uh, that, that's going to be our second interview uh, with somebody that works in a disability office. Um, so if you have questions um, that I don't know, I will actually be able to ask an expert, somebody that works in a disability office, because they're going to be coming on our show. Um, otherwise, I enjoyed talking to you guys today uh, about something that is near and dear to my heart. I feel like calendaring is is so important to success, especially for college students, that it is a um, something that I really, you know, I probably will find myself talking about often because it's so important. But this part is like the part that they don't teach you, even if you you know, had to learn how to calendar from somebody else. And it is a skill to be able to learn how to calendar. And if people don't know how to calendar, email me. Um, The weekly review is, I would say, just as important as the writing of it down. It's keeping the balls in the air. It's not allowing the thing that you're worried about um, falling off because you didn't attend to it for a while. Looking at all your shit once a week gets you in the habit of being like, oh, did I miss anything? Is there anything that I forgot from a few weeks ago? I can look back at my calendar or look at a couple of previous to-do lists uh, and see if there's something I missed because, um, you know, you've all had that feeling of like when 
there's there's not doing something and you know you should have done it but then you know and that's just you can usually blame something but when you are something you know your boss calls you in it's like or you walk into class that day and it's like all right everybody turn in blah 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 and you're like wait what <laughs> i didn't know i was supposed to turn in blah 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 and it's like you you know essentially a lot of times it's like you that ball just got left you know you didn't when you heard about it you didn't write it down um, there just can be other excuses um, that may not be related to necessarily something you did. But in the cases where it is, it's that you allowed that ball to drop. So keep those balls held high, students. Enjoy talking to you today. I will uh, see you again Thursday. Peace.